and 95.1 FM. This is KCIM Carol. It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lance, and a good Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll talk with Ryan Steinkamp coming up here in just a moment. Craig Rowetter set to join us as well. We'll talk Lonnie Miller with the Kemper Volleyball Team today, filling in for head coach at Rusty Wintermote. Thomas Nelson going to join us, talk Kemper Cross Country. Deb Danner, Carol Girl Swim Team, they're in action coming up uh, later today over at Marshalltown. And Michaela Klink from the Carroll Volleyball Team joining us as they get ready to host their tournament coming up as well. But let's start with last night's scoreboard. We'll start Class 3A District 1. Carroll beat uh, Storm Lake uh, 63-14. to Tigers now 3-1 and 1-0 and in district play. Sarge Bluff Luton falls to Sioux City East 42-14. Boyne Rock Valley defeated Algona 19-7. It was Sioux City North over Healan 22-14. Lamars defeated MOC Floyd Valley 24-22 and Spencer. They route Sioux Center 29-7. Class 1A District 8. Kemper uh, 4-0 on the year now 1-0 in district play. They beat up on Maple Valley Antonoto Charter Ocute 55-12. Underwood shut out to Eastack County 55-0. Raiders fall to 0-4. Trainer they took care of West Monona 48-0. Class 1A District 2 South Central Calhoun now 2-2 overall 1-0 in district play. They pick up a 51-13 victory over Manson Northwest Webster. South Hamilton rods Belmont Clemmy 58-0 and Woodward Granger defeated Eagle Grove 58-6. Class A District 8 ICAM Manning gets their first win of the year they're now one and three overall and one and one in district play they win last night by a final of 56 to six it was westwood a sloan over a lot in bronson 29 23 woodbury central defeated akron westfield 41 7 and loma knocks off at tri center 29 to 26 a man district one are we have a two and two overall they're now one and oh in district play they beat river valley 51 38 they're actually now two and oh in district play glenn ralston they pick up their first district win they're one and one in district play one and three overall, actually two and two overall. They beat Siouxland Christian 44-2-6. St. Mary's or Remsen stays perfect. They knock off Kingsley Pearson 49 nothing, and Newell Fonda also undefeated with a 19 to nothing victory over Bishop Garrigan. Eight-man at District 10. Audubon now 2-3 and three overall, 1-0 and oh in district play, or 2-0 and oh in district play. They beat Xyro Corn Kimmelden 64-30. Coon Rapids Baird, they moved to 3-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in district play with a 59-36 victory over Woodbine. East Mills knocks off Caminita 40-30 and West Harrison blanks Booyer Valley to remain perfect on the year 35 to nothing. We'll step away, take a break. Ryan Steinkamp set to join us next year on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Welcome here to the MG Country Cafe Coaches Show every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, Casey. I'm we'll talk with Craig Rowetter, Lonnie Miller, Thomas Nelson, Deb Dander, and Michaela Klink. All that coming up yet this hour, but right now we're going to talk some Kemper football. Head coach Ryan Steinkamp joining us on this Saturday morning after the Knights pick up a huge 55-12 to victory over at Maple Valley Anthododo Charter Oak Ute on a Friday night. Coach, congratulations. Uh, another big win for you guys. You start out the district season pretty much cruising right now with that win tonight and move to three and one overall. So got to be pretty happy here today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it felt good. You know, the guys played. The guys played well. You know, we took care of business and 
it was great to see a lot of different guys get on the field and have opportunities. How quickly were you able to do that? You guys took control of this game right away, the way it looked. Yeah, you know, the first drive, we got behind the sticks a little bit. Um, we threw out a few new wrinkles out there um, that we kind of had in the playbook, hadn't really had a chance to use. So it's good to have the, the kids have a little fun out there, too. But, uh, you know, then um, guys executed well, and we had some uh, great big plays on offense. It was fun. How did you guys score right away? What was it 21 nothing into the first quarter, something like that? Yeah, uh, we we ran a reverse play, got down there pretty close to the goal line, and then we kind of got in uh, our eye formation. Um, you know, Steve and I got really close to the goal line there, and then we got back under center and had a nice little uh, 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 eye formation play, and DJ was able to get it in there. He had a big night tonight, uh, throwing the ball and running. I think, what, four touchdowns combined, three through the year, and one on the ground tonight? Yep. How were you guys able to use him? How were you able to have be able to have DJ have so much success? Um, you know, one thing the the old line you know, last week against Green County, they brought a lot of pressure today. The old line did a great job of giving him time, and he did a good job uh, staying in the pocket. Receivers ran good routes, and then you know we, we had definitely took a short game a little bit too a few times. We, you know, we took was there, and the receivers did a great job blocking downfield. Coach, was that part of the game plan tonight, was to work on some different kind of pass routes and, and different kind of passing situations in this game? Um, a little bit. You know, we kind of just talked, you know, we don't have to take the home run all the time. You know, just take the short stuff. And we got good athletes out there. Just get them the ball in space, let them go to work. And the kids are really did a good job of that. How'd the ground game look tonight? Uh, looks like you guys put up some pretty good numbers. No, I mean, it's good to hold on to good job blocking. Um, you know, we had a committee back there, running backs between Jake Earlbeck, Chris Moore, David Ami, Cooper Potterbaum, DJ did a nice job. You know, Stephen Allard um, ran hard as well, too. So, um, and Casey Pierce came in in the second half and did a great job running the ball as well. So, it was great to see all those guys um, get some touches. Talk about, I know you don't call the offensive plays, but uh, what's it like for Coach Minahan to try and keep, you know, everybody happy and feed everybody just a little bit with that many guys that can make plays? Coach Clink. Yeah, sorry, Coach Clink. Who'd I say? Minahan. Oh, sorry, Coach Clink. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no. Uh, no. He, he did a great job dialing dialing up too. You know, things are going well. I kind of let him and Coach Burris and you know kind of do their thing and you know so it, it, they they called a great game night too and the kids executed. Sorry about that, Andrew. Maybe I should say sorry to Coach Minahan. Maybe that's who I should be saying sorry to. But, uh, Coach, uh, what was the discussion like at halftime? You guys had the game in hand, but you also know you want to go out in the second half and not let up. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they, they drove on our, you know, our, our starting guys and got a touchdown. So definitely some things we had to face on that. We had a few miscues. So the kids responded well. I mean, they knew they, were, they messed up on us. I'm really proud about this group is. You know, we have mistakes. You know, they're not pointing fingers and blaming. The kids are owning it, and they're looking to fix it. They know what we need to work on. So that's kind of the big thing. And then um, the guys that came in there, you know, they started rotating a few guys in there. They did a nice job of getting out the field. We forced a fumble on the goal line. Um, and their second touchdown came on a um, kickoff return for them. But we threw some guys out there that hadn't had a lot of practice yet, too. So it did, put, did not put them in the best situation. So, But our offense... Uh, reserve offense got out there, and Jace Huffman made a great run, made a great play, and him and Casey Pierce uh, did a great job uh, out there moving the ball. How'd the defense look tonight? Uh, sounded like if they gave up a score here tonight, probably some things that sometimes when you get a big win, you, you want to point at some things that need to be worked on. I have a feeling that touchdown you gave up something you guys will point at. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a few missed assignments too. And I think we were we were looking in the backfield too much instead of sticking to assignments where we have to play a little more downhill instead of looking for the ball. Just everybody focused on their job. But overall, I mean, the defense still did a great job. We got to the field several times, forcing the punt. So that that was great to see. You said they were able to drive and score. How were they able to move the ball against that starting defense? Um, you know, they, they, the quarterback's a good athlete. You know, they did a few um, zone zone replays where you know we kind of we knew we had a guy on him and they got, we lost track of him. So something you know moving forward to the season, we don't we, we know we need to work on. So you know, not mad about it. Just you know, it's always great to have pauses and things to work on each game. So that's just one that we got to uh, focus on them more in practice. How often were they able to drive on you guys if they got down to the goal line and turned it over at one point? How many times did they threaten against you guys last night? Uh, those two of the main drives. They had that. They had the one in the first half, and that one came um, in, the, in the fourth quarter on the goal line. Take us through that defensive stand. Then, how were you guys able to make the stop? Who came up with the turnover? Um, we got it down to the uh, it was fourth and goal, or you know, it was like the three yard line. I think they could got a first down yet too. And we had great stuff in the backfield, and the kick kept moving. I think he actually got the first down, but then I think Kobe Lantman um, ripped it out, and the ball went rolling. And then we, have, uh, I'm not sure who who dove on it. There's a pile of guys. We got it out in the back of the end zone. So it was great to get a, uh, a touchback then to stop that drive. Coach, happy with the way you guys are ball hawking the ball this year, creating the turnovers you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's one of our goals each game to win that turnover battle. So offensively, we took care of it. Um, and then uh, defensively, you know, we have, when we have the chances too, you know, we get pile ups, you know, rip it at that ball. And, you know, DBs did a good job tonight being in coverage. No picks, uh, a couple pass interference calls, which I'm okay with as our kids playing aggressive, you know, going for the ball. So, um, you know, they, they did a good job assignment wise there. Coach Joe West Monona now coming up next week. You guys on the road again. Um, what are you looking at uh, with West Monona? They were shut out tonight by trainer 48 to nothing. Um, you know, they run a, a, a double wing offense, one that we haven't seen yet this year, too. So we're going to have to prepare for it, um, get ready to go, make sure we're playing assignment football because, you know, last year they had. They drove the ball on us last year several times and um, made some good plays. So we'll definitely have to, you know, kind of back to basics again about how to defend them. Well, Coach, congratulations on the big win last night. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, hopefully you get a chance to enjoy this week a little bit. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week about that matchup with West Monona. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Jeff. You bet. Head Coach Ryan Steinkamp again with the Kemper Knights. Again, they knock off Maple Valley Antonota Charter Ocute on the road last night by a final of 55-12. to We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up next here on KCIM. The Tri-City Barbecue Fest presented by Smithfield. September 16th and 17th. Fun for the whole family. Food vendors, kids games and attractions. Entertainment for the adults. The Iowa Craft Beer Tent. People's Choice Rib Tasting. The Hog Wild Car Show. And turn it up for the after party with KDSN. Free admission and free national concerts with headliners Lanco and Thunderstruck. The Tri-City Barbecue Fest presented by Smithfield. MC Country Cafe, Coach, you show rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning as we talk right now with Carroll Tiger head football coach Craig Rowetter after they cruised by Storm Lake last night, 63-14, to dominant performance, uh, really on all uh, phases of the football game last night. Coach, appreciate you joining us on this Saturday morning, and congrats on a nice performance last night. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. It's always uh, great talking with you. And- even a little uh, better after a win. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better me than having to get stuck with Honnold last night, right? 
<laughs> no comment. How about that? <laughs> Coach, uh, you guys uh, end up having to kick the football off. Uh, I should have realized it. I had it in my notes that you guys hadn't created a turnover yet, but you, you get one on the very first play of the game last night. Uh, they handed off up the middle, and I don't know. Dominic Sims maybe almost tried to take the handoff, uh, you know, from the from the quarterback, but knocked it away from the fullback, and and uh, you guys able to pounce on it and then turned it into a touchdown on the very first play. So. Um, everything that could go right, really, in the first two plays of the game went right for you last night. Yeah, it started, you know, and I told them before the game started that we had to, you know, start out fast, kind of like, um, you know, what we did, I thought, against uh, Council Bluffs Thomas Jefferson. And, um, you know, Colton Whelan was playing that nose position, and he, Dom was in there, but Colton kind of fed the centers of the quarterback, too, to make a mess. And, um, you know, and then Owen Clucky was in the right spot where he was supposed to be. And, Got us our first takeaway of the year. Couldn't get. I mean, how do you try and top the, a start like that? Is it the offense going out and scoring right away like they did? Yeah, it, it, like I said, it, if you had to draw up a start, you know, that's pretty much how you do it. We, uh, <laughs> we we felt pretty good about our outside. Um, you know, we kind of implemented our belly playoff tackle. Uh, last week, and um, we thought how we saw the alignment. We kind of saw how Storm Lake played our freshmen, too. So, I mean, I had a pretty good idea they were going to play the defensive ends inside our tight ends um, initially. And after we, you know, we scored the first play of the game, and then Reese and, well, both Reese and Cooper, I think, were running about 12 yards a pop there off the yeah. our belly play. And then they finally put two guys outside the tight end, so then we're fine with that, too, and we'll run trap the rest of the night. <laughs> Uh, Coach, uh, offensively, um, lots of bright spots. Uh, I had Reese for 173 yards unofficially and Cooper about 112. Uh, Reese, three rushing touchdowns. Coop with two. Um, Jack White ran the ball for you. Carter Essek, the quarterback up quarterback, when he came in in the fourth quarter, continued to run the ball. Um, what stood out for you about the offensive performance you guys had last night, able to put up 63 points? You know, just sticking to our identity. The one... You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but right now it seems like the game where we sh- maybe tried to do too much um, and got away from just lining the ball up and and running it um, is the one that got away from us. So we, you know, even on the one, you know, we I, I'm a run first guy, but we we thought the passing game was there and we dropped maybe a couple of touchdown passes and. Ended up kicking a field goal, and then I got scolded by Colton Wheeland at the sideline. <laughs> hey, let's hey, let's just run trap. And I'm like, all right, Colton, we'll do that. So, uh, you know that that's a that and that was the funnest part about it. The offensive line is really confident right now. Um, you know, we're kind of rotating. We got Caleb Banner heading uh, back. He missed our first two games, and uh, and he's been great at, at guard and. And now we got that extra body we can kind of rotate with Trevor Schroeder's being able to play tackle and guard um, from when Vander Hyden was out. And we got that experience with, you know, with uh, Flug and Henners and Mankin, our sophomores. Um, you know, so it it all starts with those guys up front. And, and again, I've been impressed with uh, Peyton Wardell and Evan Hammer uh, really have stepped up their blocking at the tight end position. And then we've also been able to rotate Owen Clucky uh, there as well without missing a beat. So, you know, it starts up front with those guys. And, um, and again, like I said, we got a couple horses uh, in the backfield 
with, with Reese and Cooper and got all the confidence in the world in both those guys. So I got to bring up the defense. Uh, played really well uh, tonight, but I'm sure that touchdown pass that uh, that they were able to get in the first half against the starting defense uh, something that you guys will be able to point out on the film. Um, that's a safe assumption, there, Jeff. We, uh, <laughs> Coach Coach Jable was uh, he took care of that. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Um, you know, it, but it does. It just goes back to. You, you got to do your job and try. Storm Lake ran a little more option than I thought they were going to maybe at us. And, uh, you know, there were a couple times we had two guys on the quarterback, and we just had to remind our, our guys, hey, do your job. Trust, you know, trust your teammates going to get theirs. And, um, you know, we made that slight correction there, and that pretty much shut down uh, the run game for them. But, yeah, there's always, there's always some coachable moments. And, you know, sometimes you – you kind of have to harp on those, especially with in a lopsided win. Yep. Um, but there's definitely things that could bite you. You know, we we know we got a, a big challenge coming at us next week with Boyden Hall Rock Valley. Coach, you mentioned kind of, you know, harping a little bit on the guys. Um, looked like to me they were having a lot of fun, which you want them to do. Was it was it a lack of focus a little bit there that allowed Marshalltown to be able to get, or not Marshalltown, uh, Storm Lake to get their run game going? Or what was it that, that they were able to establish a little bit on that option? A lot of times it was the Stefan kid keeping it. Yeah, he cut it up a little bit on the inside. We were almost... You know, and credit to them, uh, they used a little bit of our aggressiveness against us. We were getting a little too far upfield. Um, you know, they did a great job. They were, they they worked the slant, and um, you know those defensive ends with uh, Coach Shable, they they worked the, the pinch and the the outside release, and uh, we just got a little uh, little greedy. I think wanting to wanting those those guys wanted to get in on the tackles, and, you know, quit the. The glory boys back there, the linebackers that just get to clean up when they when my D linemen do all the dirty work up there. Colton and Trevor and uh, Dom and you know Austin Tegas is in there now, so uh, they get a, they have to do all the the dirty work, and then my line, the linebackers get to clean up. So just uh, you know they just have to remember not get too far upfield, and, and we're actually running by it most of the time. And, and uh, the quarterback did a nice job just kind of tucking up underneath us. Coach, got to talk about the block field goal attempt. They had a pretty nice drive. If I remember right, it was maybe 12 plays or something like that, set up for a 44-yarder, and then their kicker certainly had the leg. Uh, Jeff Story Hunt sent me a picture last night. It looks like Reese Zygmunt got his hand on the ball, but also was the guy that ran back and took it off of the bounce and then took it all the way to the house. I had it 70, 75, 80 yards or something like that on, the, on that return. He, he got some great blocks on that return, uh, but what a play that was. Was that him that also blocked the field goal? You know, I'll have to double check if I I had thought Tayden Peterson might have been okay. the one that got his hand on it, but because uh, Reese was behind, uh, he got it off the bounce back at the. I don't think he peeled back and got back to a safety spot that quick. He's, he's quick, but I don't know if he's quite well, that quick. And, and that's what I wondered, too, because uh, it, it looked like, and, and stuff, that uh, that he got it, but uh, it looks like number nine in the picture that I'm looking at, unless it's number eight and his number's crunched a little bit, but... Uh, well, and it could, it, yeah, yeah, it could have been, if it's eight, that could have been Tate Schleichman. Tate Schleichman, I, then, yep. So. I have not, yeah, I haven't had quite enough time to uh, <laughs> put that on the stats yet, but, uh, but yeah, and then, and then, like I mentioned in our... Um, you know, our, our pregame interview, Reese's vision's just gotten yep. so much better these last two weeks, and he even used that on that 
on that block kick return. He was just kind of weaving in and out, setting up, you know, not hitting, the, just trying to outrun everybody. He was kind of setting up blocks, and um, you know, great job by the rest of the guys, not just sitting back and watching Reese run. They they were running down that sideline with him and trying to get him in the end zone. Coach, uh, you mentioned Boyden Hall coming up next week. Uh, they picked up a win 19-7 over Algona. So uh, maybe still not playing great, but they've won two straight now uh, after dropping their first two games. So what are you looking at with this ball club? Um, they're, you know, they're, it's almost a mirror image of what they were last year. I don't, you know, they did drop that first one. I uh, was a little lopsided to the Central Lion, like I told the, uh, Jeff Honnold last night. I don't know if anybody in I'll put it on my prediction cap. I don't know if anybody in two ways touching the Central Lion. They they are impressive. Um, so you know they played a tough non district schedule and um, they'll be ready. They're they're big. They're physical. They're fast. Uh, they they will bring a lot of pressure. So that'll be our you know it's it's kind of we'll have to catch them. You know I I don't think they're going to shy away even with our double tight set. I think they're going to try to bring some linebackers and, and, you know, try to follow our pole, our guards and stuff. And so we'll have a couple we, – we've set back a couple uh, wrinkles and things for district play here. So it'll be it'll be a fun challenge, and it'll be a big challenge with those guys because they're, they're so well coached. And, you know, they were in the, they were in the finals last year in, in 3A. So uh, it'll, it'll be a good test for us. Well, Coach, congrats again on a great job last night. Appreciate you joining us here early on Saturday morning and looking forward to talking with you later on this week to preview more of that uh, matchup with Boyden Hall. Yeah, well, the, uh, seems like every Saturday now we're off to watch a little volleyball. At least yep. home today, so we'll watch a little volleyball here and uh, cheer them on too, so go Tigers. I'll see you here uh, up at school uh, a little bit later on this morning. Head catch Craig Rowetter again with the Carroll Tigers. They defeated Storm Lake last night 63-14. Back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. That's coming up next here on KCIM. Listen Monday mornings and afternoons for the IKM Manning Minute. We'll be talking to the students about what they're doing and learning every week. The IKM Manning Minute proudly brought to you by Next Gen Ag Supply in Templeton. MC Country Cafe coaches show rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning. Got a special guest joining me here today, a uh, longtime friend, assistant volleyball coach up at the Kemper Knights uh, filling in today. Lonnie Miller. Lonnie, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Jeff. That is good. That is good. Coach, a winner moat uh, kind of losing the voice a little bit the way it sounds. So uh, you get to fill in on this a Saturday morning. You're always up to it like a one in the morning. So this is kind of late for you, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, this is late. <laughs> You've already gotten a nap in at this point of the day, haven't you? <laughs> Sometimes. I imagine. I imagine. Lottie, I appreciate you joining us here today. I'm going to bounce back first to last Saturday. You guys uh, headed up to uh, Rockwell City. The varsity did uh, for the South Central Calhoun Master Blaster Tournament. Good day for the Knights, uh, finishing 5-1 and one overall, taking second place. I know you guys wanted the championship at South Central playing really well right now. You end up falling to South Central, the only loss, uh, picked up five other wins on the day. Good wins over Ridgeview, over Sac. Nice win over Carroll as well. And uh, winner set in Kingsley Pearson. So I know you weren't there, but what did you hear? What were your thoughts on, on, on and what were the Knights' thoughts on how they played on Saturday? Well, overall, you, you know, uh, girls played really well. You know, you, you finished that day 5-1, and one, um, you know, at, at points, did really well. Um, sometimes there are some things that we still need 
to improve on that we recognize and you know working hard with the girls uh to improve in those areas um just you know a tough tough one they really wanted uh kind of that rematch so to speak from south central calhoun um and if if you look at that you know 22 20 21 17 so um close sets you know could have went either way and you have some some points uh that you don't you know if you if you give away free points you always want to make the opponent earn the points against you but uh you know we're, we're still learning we're still improving and uh you know the the girls understand and they're working hard and, and you know 5 and 1 you know that's still a great day and you know the season you know we're very much still you know just getting underway but the girls are doing well and uh they just Sometimes, you know, you just got to remind them, hey, you know, let's keep our composure, stay focused, and go out what we work on and, and do those things, and we'll be fine. Coach, I know Coach Wintermode had told me last week he was a little nervous on Saturday morning going up there. Um, the girls had really kind of, you know, pinpointed South Harden in that first tournament at Humboldt that they wanted some revenge from losing to them up there last year, and then you guys end up losing to them this year. Kind of the same thing. You lost to South Central at that Humboldt tournament earlier this year, and he was kind of concerned that the girls, there was too much focus maybe on that South Central Calhoun game. Do you think that helped or, or hurt you guys uh, on Saturday at all in that rematch? Well, you know, in that aspect, sometimes if you, I shouldn't say, you know, worry, but, you know, if you're you're just focused on that one thing about, you know, you want to get that revenge win against that team, and sometimes you, it's easy to lose your focus. And we're just trying to tell these girls, hey, let's go out, let's play our style of volleyball, let's work on the things that we've been working on let's uh, in practice let's go out and, and play our style of volleyball which is you know let's get the ball up to our center let's run our offense defensively let's be strong and then if we need to throughout the sets and, the, and that match you know coaches will, will help make the adjustments where we see fit and stuff like that so yeah you know the, the mindset of the game you know that could have been but you know, South Central Calhoun, they, they've been playing really good volleyball. And so we knew that that was going to be a really competitive match, and that's what it turned out. So, yeah, you know, they were probably a little disheartened after that. Uh, they really wanted to get that victory, and, you know, sometimes it, you can maybe focus a little bit too much on your opponent and not worry or concentrate, I should say, on the things that, we need to go out and do, which is, hey, let's pass the ball, let's get it set up to our hitters, let's attack, let's be ready defensively, and be in the right positions to get back and set up for the attack. Coach, you guys sitting 16-3, and three, though, uh, on the season right now, headed Tuesday uh, down to Red Oak, that nice long drive down to Red Oak. Uh, you ended up playing a, uh, a triangular against both Red Oak and St. Albert, ended up getting sweeps. Um, Red Oak always strong, maybe down a little bit from where they've been. They're usually a continuous you know, a contender in the Hawkeye 10 Conference, but uh, uh, squeezed by them 25-23 in the first set, won the third set 25-21, otherwise rolled in set number two. Let's start with that match. Up. How big was it to go down there and knock off the Tigers in three? Oh, that was that was a big night for our girls. Uh, 
that was huge uh, just for their confidence. We, we knew that, uh, you know, Red Oak the last uh, few years, you know, it's always been a competitive match. Uh, it's, it's a conference matchup. You know, it's on their home court. We knew that we had to start off really well. And uh, we felt that, you know, they they competed uh, really well. Um, that that first set, back and forth, back and forth. And we ended up coming out uh, on top there, 25-23. And I think that helped kind of set the tone, you know, for the rest of that match. Uh, the girls, you know, they stayed aggressive. Uh, our serving was really aggressive. Defensively at the net, uh, you know, we were... Uh, making sure that that we were contesting every attack that they put up and defensively we told the girls you know you got to be ready they're going to tip around the block and uh we got to be in our positions to make that play and and uh the girls did that really well um we had a lot of touches we had a lot of blocks uh, for points and you know we stayed aggressive and, and i think that's what helped those girls their mindset was we got to be aggressive to win this one and that's the way they they played and also coach wintermote you know he's been working with the setters on making the right sets at the right time and and we told them you know in these situations sometimes everybody's getting jostled up you know following where the play is and then sometimes they want to set one of our hitters that's right there and they've got two blockers on on the other side of the net so he was trying to make sure that they understood, hey, let's set it outside if everything's in the middle or, you know, go right side. And uh, Ashland and Macy made some very good decisions where to set the ball, and we were really successful, you know, with our attacks, and the hitters did a great job. You mentioned the block 17 as a team. Sophie Bading with seven of those. Lauren Bell with four. And then Franny Glenn finished up with three. So those those three specific, uh, very dominant at the net. The other matchup that night, uh, Coach, was against St. Albert uh, and really cruised in that first uh, set, kind of setting the tempo. Um, they played a little closer with you a set, too, but three pretty comfortable wins against a traditionally really strong uh, St. Albert club as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and when you go in to that triangular that night and you go 3-0 sweeps on Red Oak and St. Albert, you know, that's that's a huge night for the girls. But they just they carry their momentum from that first match with Red Oak over into St. Albert. And that first set, you know, really, really dominant. And St. Albert kind of stepped it up a little bit in, in the following uh, two sets and competed a little bit more. But, you know, we were ready, and we just kept reminding them, Hey, we we got to be uh, where we're in the right positions defensively. We've got to be aggressive on our serves, which I thought, you know, the girls did really good that night serving. Uh, and defensively, we've got to step that block all the time because you know if we get those touches, which we did, then those two teams started, you know, tipping some more, and uh, we were ready for that. But it wasn't just. You know, getting to a ball and just popping it up. You know, we were able to get to those and then get some sets uh, to our hitters, which were able to get some nice attacks. So uh, it was a competitive match as, as well, but, you know, felt very good. Uh, our girls did had a great night. 
And Coach uh, Lauren Bell, uh, fantastic in both of them. Six blocks in that matchup with St. Albert and also had 12 kills on the night. You've told me, you even mentioned it last year, that you, you saw a big future for this young lady, and it sounds like it looks like it's starting to come to fruition. Oh, yeah. she She's a hard worker in, in, in practice, and she goes out there in the game, and, and she competes. And and she's she's a very good player, and she had a good night defensively at the net uh, with blocks and touches. And on her attacks, she made good decisions where to hit the ball. She was being aggressive, and it turned out to be a good night. And, and I think that Lauren's doing really well and is going to have a great season for the Knights. I know, Coach, uh, you guys head up uh, CYO coming up on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next week. But uh, some good matchups uh, with uh, Bishop Helan and Galen Catholic coming up for you on Sunday. So we, we wish you the best on Sunday, Coach. We appreciate you joining us here today. It's always nice to have a legend uh, joining us in the studio. Thank you, Mr. Blankman. I appreciate your time. Assistant Coach Lonnie Miller with the Kemper Knights joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll step away back right after this on KCIM. Attention truck drivers in Carroll and Corning locations. We know there's a lot of opportunity out there for you to work. You want full-time work with excellent pay, overtime, paid holidays, vacation days, because you're worth it. Well, Darling Ingredients is looking for drivers in their Carroll and Corning locations. This is excellent opportunity for you. Get great health insurance, dental, vision, life, 401k, and more. Plus, you're home every night. If you have a Class A or B CDL, call 402-417-5975 and find out that you're worth a lot more to Darling ingredients. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East, in Carroll. We're back here at the MC Coach Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning talking some camper cross country right now. Nights had a really good showing Thursday down at a very hilly panorama course and here to talk to us about that is head coach at Thomas Nelson. And coach, a good Saturday morning to you. Thank you very much. It's always great to be here. Coach, uh, I mentioned a hilly course. Uh, I think Audubon's got to be one of the hilliest courses uh, in the state of Iowa. And your your JV and junior high ran there last week. And then uh, Thursday, uh, you guys headed over to Panorama, which probably rivals that Audubon course, at least in this part of the state anywhere, for the hilliest course in the state. Yeah, uh, it's uh, they, they advertise it as a true cross-country course, and it meets adver- uh, their advertisement. Um, <laughs> kids get to go out kind of into the woods. They run pretty much on every surface imaginable. Um, it's an up-and-down course. Um, so it's pretty uh, – it's not always the easiest course for spectators. You get to run through uh, a bunch of brush and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it's a pretty exciting course to watch because of kind of the way it's set up and, you know, the in and out of the woods. Um, so – uh, they embraced the challenge, and we were really happy with the results. I was going to say, just going to ask, does this course set up well for some of your runners? There are some that like hills and then some that prefer not to run them very much. Yeah, I, I think we've got some kids who really uh, enjoy the mental challenge. Uh, they see it as a I, I can out kind of work from some of the other runners uh, who don't want to necessarily be going up and down 
uh, and in and out of these little tight turns. Um, and I think, you know, we had kids mentioning the JV kids who had been at Audubon who said after the race, well, this wasn't, this wasn't near as bad as Audubon. Um, so I, I, I think they felt um, prepared, you know, a- after the experience at Audubon that this was, you know, for them uh, just a, a, another day. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the kids really enjoyed it. Let's start off with the boys. Ryan North led you finished in the top five with a fourth place finish, uh, but you also had some other really good runners. Thomas Potterbaum took 21st, Fletch Baiting 28th, Dayton Weedren 44th, and Jacob McCarger uh, finished 46th for you. But it sounded like, Coach, a lot of those guys ran uh, really good times, uh, especially on this course. Yeah, um, I, I was really happy um, with all of our city guys, you know, just starting off with Ryan. Um, he, he got fourth. He ran a really good time. He ran a 17:30. Um, and, and we we talked ahead of time about on a course like this, we're not going to focus much on time. We're going to focus on getting out to where you need to be in the race and then competing. And I, I was really happy with him. Uh, it, it's a tough start. It's about 200 meters, and then you get funneled into the woods, um, and you go from about 60 people wide to a course that fits three to four. Um, in width. So if you're not out, you know, where you need to be, you can get stuck in a place you don't want to be and have a very difficult time being able to pass people without going through knee high, uh, you know, stuff basically off the trail. Um, Ryan, I, I just felt ran a really, really good race. He got himself out in position. He was out in about uh, 10th, 11th, um, 400, 600 meters in, um, which is a good spot for him to be. And then he just worked the course uh, the entire race. Um, so I was really pleased with uh, his competitiveness and just how he ran the race from start to finish. He finished strong as well. Uh, we had Fletch, Fletch and Thomas, um, who who are second and third runners, and Fletch about 600 meters left. Uh, really did some work. He was had about six to seven guys ahead of him, um, probably, you know, 50 meters, uh, and he was able to get three or four of them. Um, and that's the sort of competitiveness we're looking at from our freshmen that, hey, you realize, you know, those are points on the board. And if you can go past him, it helps us, and it's hurting someone else. So I, I was really uh, impressed with his ability to finish, you know, on a tough course. Most people on this sort of course, uh, they're not going to have that uh, top and speed towards the end, but Fletch, as a freshman, um, really showed um, the competitiveness to go and get it there. So uh, very happy with those guys. Coach, let's uh, bounce over to the girls then. Uh, Marie Day, your top finisher. Um, she's kind of been that uh, you know go-to dominant girl for you guys so far this year. She finished up in eighth place. But I know you and I were chatting during the commercial break. Uh, you had a bunch of other girls that ran, uh, if not their best race of the season, like uh, Madeline Sigabart did uh, and, and Julia Craig, I think, as well. Or Julia Canny, excuse me. But uh, you had some girls run some really good races. Yeah, uh, and Marie is phenomenal as always, um, and she's going to continue to do that. And, and you know, that's it's awesome. And it's a ton of fun to watch. Um, I, I was, as you said, you know, extremely pleased uh, with the rest of our varsity girls yesterday. A lot of them made some really big steps. Uh, Maddie Segabart uh, runs her PR. Um, she has been uh, doing an awesome thing, doing volleyball and cross country this year, uh, and she's just worked so hard. And we've seen the improvement, you know, each meet she runs. Um, so to, to PR on this sort of course uh, is, is really an awesome thing, and, and she's only a freshman. Um, we've had Ju- Julia Craig, uh, sorry, Julia Canny, um, you know, people are familiar with her from track. 
uh, in cross country last year. She she just went out and had her, her best race of the season by far. Um, she finishes uh, 16th. Uh, she ran a 22-14, and, and she just got out and competed. And, and she's one of those kids who I think, as we were talking about earlier, you know, some people embrace uh, the hills, and, and mentality-wise, they think they can outwork other people. And, and I think that was kind of her mentality coming in. Um, and I was very happy with her, and I really think, though, it's going to be just kind of the stepping stone, and we're going to continue to see her show some big jumps of improvement over the next couple of meets, which is uh, really exciting um, for her team. Um, and then Kelly Ferdinand had, had a, a great race, too. Um, she ended up being our sixth runner, um, but showed a, a lot of improvement from the first couple. And then just kind of our, our, our girls' team in general, uh, I think their trajectory right now, based off of the last couple of meets, is they're showing uh, consistent improvement, and, and I think it uh, bodes well uh, for us come the end of the season. Coach, you guys get today off, uh, back in action coming up on Tuesday. Uh, you head down to Tri-Center. What do you know about the course and, and the teams that will be there? You know, um, running against some smaller schools, um, but I, I think a lot of the smaller schools have some really good competition that we'll see. Um, it will be more of a traditional um, cross-country course. I guess when I say traditional, uh, it's going to be more of a – it's on a golf course. Uh, we shouldn't have to deal with as many of the tight turns or sudden uh, ups and downs. Outside of that, I don't know uh, too much about the course itself. Um, we're looking forward to seeing um, some teams we've seen other places already, uh, HSCW, Audubon. Um, I know Marie uh, kind of has gone back and forth uh, with Audubon's lead girl, so – uh, she'll get another chance at it there, and that, that should be pretty fun to watch. Uh, but in general, we're, we're really just kind of still focused on ourselves, and hey, it's another chance to go improve our time uh, and, and compete. Well, Coach, as always, we enjoy talking to you. Appreciate your time on this Saturday morning. Enjoy the weekend. Best of luck down at uh, Tri-Center coming up on Tuesday. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, and always good to be here. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country Team. Back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up next year on KCIM. September is here. The weather is turning colder, but the deals at Champion Corner are still hot. We're going with the same corny stuff that dealerships always do. Just get to the point. Okay, how about a 2020 Jeep Gladiator for $46,990? Or a 2020 Explorer with leather and moonroof for only $39,990? Need a truck? A 2019 F-150, $41,990. And a 17 Chevy Colorado with low miles for only $32,990. And they all come with free oil changes for life. Don't delay. Our used inventory is changing daily. Champion Ford, where everybody wins. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Iowa Army National Guard. Aired by the Iowa Broadcasters Association and this station. We're back here at the MZ Country Cafe Coaches Show. We're going to talk a little girls swimming right now. Of course, Deb Danner, the head coach, is joining us. And, Coach, appreciate you taking some time again here today. How you doing? 
Oh, I'm doing great. You know, it's always good to be here to talk to you. Oh, I appreciate that, Coach. Uh, kind of a weird week for you guys. You, you didn't have a meet this week, so uh, that means that uh, you probably got plenty of time working with the girls on all the different things that uh, you want to focus on here in the, in this part of the season. So um, let's talk about that. Uh, what's the focus been in practice this week? Yeah, we really uh, we did some breath control workouts. We did some uh Streamlined dolphin kicks, uh, just trying to figure out what our optimal number of kicks are. And, and um, yeah, you know, and we worked a little, you know, on our turns and just a little bit of here and there. And and hopefully we got a few things straightened out. What were the, were those the main things that you were want to focus on kind of trying to figure out and, and fix at this point of the season? Yeah, that, you know, those are pretty important things right now and and you know we can build on that as the season goes but you got to get the basics down first and and move on from there you guys have had a couple of meets so far this year you went down to lewis central and then hosted at des moines lincoln i'm pleased with how the season's gone so far as anything and i know you usually know all your swimmers really well but anything surprise you or concern you here early in the season um no not really no big surprises um no real concerns, you know, it, it, it's early season for us yet, and, and we haven't, like, we have only had two meets, so kind of hard to tell what's all going on yet. We we got to get a couple more meets in and a few more different races for the girls, and then we'll we'll go from there and see, see what else we can do with them. I know you mentioned uh, kind of in an interview with us a couple of weeks ago that you've got some new girls this year, kind of new to the program. Uh, now that you've had a few weeks of, of practice and then a couple of meets and now another week of practice, everybody kind of settling in, getting comfortable to, to how things work and all that? Yeah, I think they all got things figured out now. And, and yeah, it, it's it's been a step up from uh, swimming summer league or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think they're all – all in the groove now and all pretty comfortable with, with the team. You mentioned working on turns. What did you focus on there? Oh, just trying to get off that wall in a hurry. <laughs> did, did, did some girls, I guess, what's the difference between a girl that, that takes and, and handles turns well and, and maybe somebody that doesn't? Um, well, the difference is probably about a second on her time, <laughs> her turn. <laughs> Um, no, some girls, you know, they come in and they flip over and they take the time to find the wall with their feet and, and get their arms up where they need to be and then finally push off. Um, yeah, that that would be like lap swimming kind of turns. Um, you know, we need to get in, flip over, and you find the wall as you're pushing off. Um, yeah, it, it, there's a big, big time difference in there. So, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to uh, just not sit on the wall and, and – Drop a, drop a little bit more time. Most of the girls turn pretty well for you so far this year? Yeah, they're doing really good. We just have a couple of girls that we've been working with, and, and the rest seem to be doing pretty good with it. So, yeah, it, it hasn't been too bad. Still tinkering with the lineups, I'm sure, a little bit. Uh, it's still early in the season. What did you figure out this week about, you know, maybe some girls that can swim and, and the different events they can swim? Yeah, you know, um, we kind of move girls around a little bit. Uh, you know, everybody gets the chance to swim the 500, so we're still working on on uh, moving girls into the 500 to see if we have somebody who actually is good at it and enjoys it. So, 
Um, you know, they, nobody thinks they're good at it or thinks they're going to enjoy it to begin with until they actually swim it. So, you know, that's always nice after they get done with the race to get out of the water. And it's like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. I could do that again. So, you know, we're, we're still working on moving girls in and out of that 500 and the 200, same thing. So, um, yeah, you know, during practice, it's hard to tell. Yeah, they swim that, that distance, but it's not in a race. So um, we won't really know until we hit a few more meets. Who are kind of the frontline swimmers for that 500 and for the 200, maybe? Yeah, uh, Zelda DeMoss, um, you know, she's not new, so she knows what the 500 is all about, and, and she she likes the 500, so, you know, we keep throwing her in there because she likes the event. we got a few girls who have told me that I'm not a sprinter, I'm not a sprinter, and it's like, well, good, I need some 500 <laughs> and 200 swimmers, so it looks like that's what you're going to be, so... Um, you know, they're not real sure about that either, but uh, like I said, they'll get moved into it, and we'll see what they got. Coach, when you don't have a meet for a whole week like this, and now you don't have another one coming up until this Saturday, so you almost get pretty much two entire weeks to practice. I'm sure it gets monotonous for you a little bit and for the girls. What do you do to kind of lighten the mood, keep them focused, and keep them working hard, and keep them excited about coming in for practice? Yeah, you know, we have... A few, I don't know if you want to call them games, but a few things that we do throughout the week that kind of take a little break from just swimming hard, um, get to have a little fun. It, it's still a workout, but they get to have a little bit of fun. Um, once we get going on meets or we have them during the weekend, the weekend, then uh, those games kind of go away and, uh, and we just focus on those meets. So, yeah, it, it's just, you know, we, like I said, we just, kind of pull out a few games and and keep the girls going what will be the focus this week heading into marshalltown on saturday yeah um so like we worked on our streamlined off and kicked off of our start so we're really going to be focusing on on getting our our numbers correct and uh you know we worked some breath control stuff so you know that's mainly for the 50 and the 100 freestyle so um we'll you know, we'll go over that again right before they swim and, and make sure they remember what they're doing there. So, yeah, those are kind of our two main focuses right now. Well, Coach, you have a great week of practice. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week, and we'll take a deeper look at what you're looking at with that uh, invite over at Marshalltown next Saturday. Appreciate you joining us here today. Enjoy the weekend. Yes, thank you. You bet. Head Coach Deb Danner again with the Carroll Girls at Swim Team. We'll be back uh, with more uh, from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up next year on KCIM. Tri-City Barbecue Fest, presented by Smithfield, September 16th and 17th in Denison. Two nights of entertainment, barbecue, beer, and bands. It's America's premier ACDC cover band, Thunderstruck, on Friday. And Lanco on Saturday. Along with five other great bands. And the after party with KDSN from 10.30 to midnight. Free concerts and so much more. Tri-City Barbecue Fest, presented by Smithfield. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types.
types of Skechers styles with and without laces, and most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions supply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. Love your results or your money back. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning as we talk uh, Carroll High Volleyball with a very busy head coach, Michaela Klink. She's actually getting things ready for the tournament right now, folks, and they've had a very busy last week. So, Coach, as always, I appreciate you giving us some time here this morning. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Coach, uh, we'll bounce back quickly to last Saturday. You guys headed up to uh, South Central Calhoun's uh, Master Blaster Tournament up there in Rockwell City. A very, very strong field. Uh, you guys did pick up a win that day uh, against Kingsley Pearson. Um, had some nice matches. I thought you played Kemper very well. A couple of 21-17 to 17 losses. Um, ended up uh, falling a 2-1 to Winterset, who you saw on Thursday night. But overall, your thoughts on the tournament last Saturday? Yeah, um, I think we just, uh, we lacked intensity at some points. Um, We're just not a tournament team, and it kind of, and it showed um, we weren't ready to play sometimes. And I think even talking to the girls, they admitted um, that they were kind of expecting to roll over some of these smaller schools. Um, But these schools showed up, and then they're strong programs. How do you work around that? Is that do you think that was a learning lesson for the girls uh, that uh, they need to show up every night? Yeah, um, we talked about that, um, and it's something the girls even brought up um, themselves, and that's going to help us today with our tournament because um, Fort Dodge is the largest school, but otherwise we're playing smaller schools as well. We'll talk about that tournament here in just a moment. What were some of the positive things that you took away from last Saturday? Um, we were able, throughout the day, we were able to fix some things that we were struggling with, um, like misserves or even um, hitting balls out of bounds um, for attacking. Um, we were able to make those changes throughout the day. Is that some of the biggest areas that you feel like this team struggled with so far this season? Yeah, we need to work on our efficiency. Um, we're constantly working on that. Um, hitters connecting with our setters um, and knowing when to tip shot, roll shot, um, rather than full swing. Coach, it sounds like some of that worked. You guys able to bounce back, headed to Denison Slushwig on a Tuesday night, uh, dropped the first set. The really nice thing was you come back and win the next to three uh, to bring home a three to one victory. Uh, and, and since two and three, you were able to handle not real easy, but twenty five nineteen and twenty five to eighteen, so comfortable wins there. Um, had to be happy with the progress all by the girls, and, and just being able to battle back after that tough weekend. Yeah, um, that's so hard to get your butt kicked and then come back and play strong, and I think they did really well with it. Um, They were anticipating that match and ready for it, and I think they just had some of those jitters in that um, first set, but then they were able to refocus and then come back and do our thing. 
We talk a lot about how balanced you guys are at the net, and you were balanced again that night. But uh, Shea Sinard, maybe her best uh, night of her career uh, at the net so far. Not the tallest girl, but such an explosive jumper. Finished up with 14 kills and hit 250 for you that night. Yeah, her um, her ups definitely help us out and help her um, get up at the net. Um, she's another one of those girls have been working on consistency, and um, it was a great night for her. And I'm so proud of her. Where was she able to attack? Was it a lot of cross, or were they were they forcing her to go line that night? Um, they were forcing her to go line, um, and she made that adjustment really well. Sounds like good communication then from the back row to kind of tell her what was open. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're always telling our back row players, um, let them know, let them know if there's a hole in the block or if they're giving you line, um, and they have been really good about um, communicating with our hitters. A couple other hitters that really seem like they're starting to come on a little bit, Madison Thornock and Caitlin Aiden. Caitlin had a big night, even though you lost Thursday night to winter, so we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, really hit the ball well, the way it sounds. Yeah, she's getting fired up. Um, she was just kind of finding her role, her role on our team, um, and she's just really connecting. We were talking about a lot of waiting. She was um, leaving for the set a little early, and so we kind of um, adjusted her sets to be lower, and she's really having success with that, lower and quicker, I mean. Coach, a 25-22 win in set number four against the Monarchs. What was the difference that allowed you guys to pick up that win late? Um, Our intensity and focus. Um, They were so supportive of each other, um, and they were just willing to make those changes without um, getting cranky with each other. (laughs) Yeah, guys came back home on Thursday night, uh, took on a winter set team that you'd saw up at the tournament in, in, in Rockwell City on Saturday. Ended up falling 3-0, but I know sets 2 and 3 were really tight, losing that second set 25-23. What did you take away from Thursday night? Um, we uh, need to still, we're constantly working on our consistency, um, and we talked with the girls last night after the game, um, if we are constantly telling you to make those same changes, then you have to make the decision to go out and make those changes yourself. And then we need to we need to turn around our season now. Now would be a good place to do that. Uh, Coach, you guys have been so busy with the tournament last week and then matches Tuesday and Thursday. How difficult is it to kind of find time to be able to work on those things that you need to work on? It's tough, yeah, because we don't have uh, where we haven't had that time to really um, focus on those nitpicky things. Um, so we're planning on using the tournament today um, to really smooth out those things and work on them and make those changes for us. You mentioned a strong field today, uh, kind of a local flavor for us, South Central Calhoun, Arweva, Audubon, uh, New Alfonda, Icam, Manning, uh, most of those kind of area schools, but uh, some really good programs. What's your pool look like, and, and what's the goal for you and the girls today? Yeah, we have Icam, Manning, um, New Alfonda, Fort Dodge. Um, New Alfonda is always a strong program. They always come in focused. Um, they beat us last year, so I think the girls um, want to go after them. And then uh, Fort Dodge, they're stronger this year than in past seasons. So um, we're ready to come out strong um, and get out, um, hopefully, first place in our pool. 
Well, Coach, I tell you what, looking forward to getting out there and watching you and the girls again today. Wish you the best of luck. I appreciate all the time this morning. I know how crazy busy it is, so appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you a little bit later on today. All right, thank you. You bet. Head Coach Michaela Klink again with the Carroll Volleyball Program. We'll step away back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next year on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Time to wrap up the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show again at Carroll hosting their volleyball tournament today with Arweva, Audubon, IK Manning, and South Central Calhoun. Coon Rapids Baird at OABCIG's tournament and Glenn Ralston at ACG's tournament in swimming. Carroll heads over to the Marshalltown Invite today. Thanks to Ryan Stankamp, Craig Rowetter, Alani Miller, Thomas Nelson, Deb Danner, and Michaela Clink. And thank you for joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show again each Saturday uh, from 8 to 9 o'clock here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. Kemper Volleyball in action tomorrow there at the CYO Tournament. That is up at Lamar's Galen. That's going to do us today for the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Have a great weekend, When you need to know, KCIM is the place to listen. On 1380 AM and 95.1 FM. This is KCIM Carol.